Would you pray with me, please? Loving God, catch us by surprise this morning and slip through the, the cracks in our defenses that we might hear your word afresh and let it change us. In Christ we pray. Amen. So I've, I've never been all that good at small talk, which as a pastor can be a bit of a, hang, a handicap. But if today's scripture is any indication, it seems Jesus wasn't so great at it either. We're in the first chapter of the Gospel of John, and two disciples of John the Baptist have decided to follow Jesus around, which seems a little socially awkward by itself, I'll say. And then Jesus turns around to them, and and with no introduction, no casual uh, inquiry into how their day is going, he just says, what are you looking for? Now, we don't know exactly how he said it. We don't know exactly what he meant by it. But I can give you one bit of insight. In Greek, the word translated looking for there is zateo. And zateo is not the kind of what are you looking for like when you've lost your car keys. It's like more of a a sense of seeking and searching, like what are you searching for in your life? What, what is the one thing you most want to find? Which is such a great question right, for all of us. And it got me thinking about my preaching through the years. You know, every time I, I start to write a new sermon, I, I collect notes and ideas and I put them into a, a Word document. And I put that document in a folder on my computer and I organize the folders by year. And so this being the first sermon that I'm preaching for 2023, I had to create a new folder, which I called Sermons 2023. (laughs) My small talk skills are rivaled only by my creativity. (laughs) When I made that folder, I, I paused, looking at 20 folders worth of sermons. Since I started here in January in 2003. And you know, in a way, this, this 20-year conversation I've been having, really with myself, has been trying to answer Jesus' question, what am I looking for? What's the one thing I most want to find? And over those 20 years, my my answers to the question have changed, of course. Some of those early ones are a little cringy to go back and read. The theological equivalent maybe of a middle school class photo. All frizzy hair and braces. But you know, that's who I was then. That's the thing, that's what I was thinking about then. There's no shame in that. Embarrassment maybe, but no shame. And, and the same is true, right, for all of us. We start out adulthood a little gawky and awkward. Over time, hopefully, though, we mature, become a little more graceful. And the answer to that question, what am I looking for, hopefully, 
changes. I remember once I was, I was 22 years old. I was driving from Kentucky, where I went to college, to Georgia, where my parents uh, lived. And I had just graduated with my degree in business management, and I was ready to take on the world. It was getting dark as I, as I traveled down I-75, and I was just north of Atlanta. I could see the skyline come into view, lit up. And this is embarrassing. I stuck my head, I remember this, sticking my head out of the window and yelling as loud as I could to Atlanta, to the business world that it represented, I'm coming, I'm coming. I was ready to make my mark, to make my fortune, maybe buy my mom a little Mercedes convertible that she once mentioned that she liked, you know. You know, that was the extent of my vision. That's, that's the answer to my question, to the question. Financial and material success were what I most wanted to find. And at age 22, developmentally, I was right on schedule. Right? I wanted to prove myself. I, I wanted to make my parents proud. I wanted to be special. All perfectly natural at that age. But a lot of us, myself included, get stuck there, stall out developmentally, sometimes for decades. Some of us, for the rest of our lives, are chasing that Mercedes. And of course, the materialistic culture that we live in does not help one bit, does it? The messages around us, they are relentless, telling us that the point of life is really the three A's, achievement, appearance, affluence. When we're 22, that's fine. What about when we're 52, 72? Is that really what we still want to be looking for? In the sixth chapter of Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, as part of the Sermon on the Mount, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you're going to wear. Is not life more than food? Is not the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet God feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothing? Think about the lilies in the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed like one of those. But if God so clothes the grass in the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, 
and what will we drink and what will we wear. For God knows you need all these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things, they will be given to you as well. Seek first the kingdom of God. Or as the King James Version, my favorite, I even stuck it in there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everything sounds better with a ye in it, doesn't it? And yes, that word seek in Matthew's gospel is the same zeteo that Jesus asks the disciples in the reading in John's gospel today. What are you seeking Jesus asks. Seek ye first the kingdom, Jesus says. And remember, Jesus says this when he's in his early 30s. Now he's Jesus, so we'll assume he's ahead of the developmental curve. (laughs) And they didn't live as long then, so maybe 30 then was like 40 is now. But if you're over 40 and you're still mostly seeking worldly security and status and success, it might be time for some reflection. You know, when I made that folder, that new folder, Sermons 2023, I was very aware that for me there won't be a folder called Sermons 2024, which is a really strange thing for me. Writing sermons has always been this labor of love and of anguish. And the thought of not writing them anymore is both a source of relief and deep loss. The thought also fills me with that wonderful urgency that comes when we know something is about to end. It feels more important than ever to ask, What am I seeking? What is it I want to say to myself, mostly, and to you? And the answer for this sermon, at least, is this. It's time. It's time to seek ye first the kingdom and to get serious about your spiritual life. Unless you were born after, say, 1983, it's time. It's time to read ye more spiritual books and less People magazine. It's time to spend ye more time looking up at the night sky and less at a screen. It's time to have ye more conversations about the meaning of life and fewer about people behind their backs. It's time to get ye out of your comfort zone and open yourself to new perspectives and new ideas and new people. It's time. It's time to let go of the hold that the three A's have on you and find your identity in your holy belonging. It's time to know in your bones that you are God's beloved and that your soul is on a journey of proportions that you can't imagine. 
And it's time to see how everyone else's soul is too. It's time to open your heart to fall in love with this beautiful, magical, tragic, precious world. And it's time to worry much less about the rise and fall of the stock market, other people's opinion of you, and how you look in those jeans. It's time to trust more and wonder more and be silly more. It's time to stop constantly thinking about, planning for, and worrying over your life while hardly ever actually being present to that life. It's time to wake up. Stop hiding. And stick your head out of the car window and yell as loud as you can to the holy love at the center of all this, I'm coming. I'm coming. Seek ye first the kingdom. And Jesus says everything else will take care of itself. You'll forgive me if I'm coming across a little bluntly this morning but I'm running out of time. And the truth is, so are you. And I say that not to scare you, not because something bad is going to happen if you don't change. God's going to love you just as much if you spend this whole life chasing the Mercedes. Really, just as much. This unconditional love thing is a sweet deal. It's just such a missed opportunity. It's such a shame to spend our whole lives focused on things that really don't matter very much when we could spend them waking up to this incredible mystery around us that I have to believe is really what we're all looking for. Amen.